Gian, the founding pastor of Victory Church, our worship service, 300 from Odessa, Texas, July 2022, the seven churches. We would like to invite you to go to download the bulletin. You can do it going to the website, thechurch.us, or the other way to do it is you can simply, if you're watching in the comfort of your home, in a big TV, probably you just, just get your phone, open the camera, point towards the QR code, and then you will be able to download all the scriptures that you will see here on the screen as well. I want to thank to each one of our beautiful church members for your support. I am so blessed that you are, number one, faithful to the Lord, and number two, faithful to Victory Church, and number three, a person that believes in what we do here in Victory Church. You believe in my person, and I like that. Your vote of confidence is extremely important to me. And I promise you my commitment to serve the Lord and lead my team with, uh, with love, with patience and tolerance one another, because as you know, it requires a lot of tolerance and patience to work with people. <laughs> thank you, Tracy, for the songs. Thank you, Sebastian, for your work. And thank you to all our IT team, everybody working here with us today. And we are happy to do it. The seven churches. This is a beautiful message. I am extremely happy to read for you so many scriptures today and discuss with you everything that has to do with the message that the Apostle John gave us here through this book of Revelation. Here on this map that you see on the screen, courtesy of the Company with Angels website, this is a beautiful illustration of the location, the location that we consider could be near where today those seven churches are, mainly in Turkey. You see Europe, you see the famous boat of Italy. Fratelli l'Italia, l'Italia sedesta, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Just kidding. In Greece and also, well, the part of the Mediterranean where you see Israel and Jordan and other countries down, you see Egypt and Libya. So this is the area where the churches were located. Now, you know that the book of Revelation is prophecy. It is prophecy about the future, but also prophecy is when someone is being revealed to you, like in this particular case, John received a revelation of what is the condition of these churches in this particular area, these seven churches. Well, sometimes that interpretation could apply to you. So while we are reading today, what is what was revealed to John to, in reference to each one of those churches, I want you to think that if it's possible that those churches' conditions reflect you, how are you doing in your relationship with the good Lord? So let's start the, fir the first part of this uh, beautiful reflection 
that we do in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, guide us through this reflection. The first church is the church of Ephesus. You can find the specific reading in Revelation 2, verses through to 6. And there are, in each one of these churches, we are going to analyze three aspects, okay? The first aspect will be the good things. Good things of each church. Then we will review the bad things of each church. And finally, we will analyze the encouragement that we receive from God. Okay? So, in the first church, the church of Ephesus, the good things that uh, they did is hard work. Isn't it great? It's the first thing the Lord says. You are hardworking people. You never give up. You never stop trying. You endure the troubles because of Jesus. Because of the Lord, they have troubles and they endure that. Don't accept evil people. You tested and found liars. That's interesting. Because this church was obviously a, a church devoted, totally devoted to the cause of the gospel. This church was the kind of church that liked to, to, to work hard, you know, to put effort into things. And that is something that the Lord sees. So I told you at the beginning, we are reflecting about the church's condition. But uh, what if you think about your own condition, okay? So are you the kind of person that is a hardworking person, that you never give up, that you never stop trying? And because of the troubles that come to you, because you serve Jesus, but you endured all that. Imagine that this church didn't accept evil people. They said, no, we are not going to work with you. you. You are evil. And some of those people were liars. So they tested them. They said, this is the message from God. But in reality, it wasn't. They tested those people and they found them liars. So those are the good things, right? Now, there is one bad thing for this church and it's kind of sad because the Lord says, you left the love you have in the beginning. You know, that is something that it kind of hurts when you think about it. Because imagine in a relationship, any kind of relationship, the two of them start to get to know each other. They like each other as friends or potentially romantically speaking workplace and at the beginning everything is so wonderful they are doing their best each one right well eventually down the line things change and this is exactly what happens to this church of Ephesus Ephesus uh, definitely the Lord is not happy with what with, with them for that reason the encouragement is remember where you were before you fell Change your hearts and do what you did at first. The church of Ephesus is a church that is the kind of person, if you allow me to use the analogy, that although is committed to the Lord and works hard and serves the Lord with all of his heart, this person somehow has lost focus because it seems like the work for the Lord 
is priority rather than the love for the Lord. You see that? So what is the encouragement for you if that is your case? Well, if, if that is your case, the Lord says, I want you to remember where you were before you fell. Change your heart. Do what you did at first. It's beautiful to see new believers. It's beautiful when you as a believer can just remember those days where, when you were so into God. You were reading your Bible. You were worshiping the Lord, singing songs for the Lord all the time. You were always so in love with Him. And that is exactly the key in your relationship with the good Lord. Your, your prayer time for you was special. Your, your time with the Lord in the Bible. You see, the first love. That's the case of the church of Ephesus. Now, let's study together what happens with the next church. Church number two, Smyrna. The reading comes from Revelation chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. What are the good things about this church? It says that although they were materially poor and with troubles, they were rich. They have suffered insults from satanic people. And that is the thing that the Lord points out here about this church of Smyrna. Basically, you are talking about the kind of person that although struggles financially, although doesn't have the money to buy things, probably will never be uh, wealthy, materially speaking, in this world, the Lord says, but you are rich. Why is it? Why is it that someone that materially speaking is not rich in the eyes of God is rich why is it it's because this person found the right priorities in his life the Lord first loving God first doing what is right first following the principles of the scripture first the name of Jesus first and as a result of that there are many attacks from the enemy like he says you have suffered insults from satanic people because it happens. It happens, unfortunately, you will see that in many individuals that are sweet, people probably like you. If you are that kind of person, you are sweet, you truly take the scripture to your heart, you want to apply the principles of the scripture, you do what is right, you believe everything the scripture says. And, uh, and as a result of that, there are many difficulties around you. People don't like that kind of lifestyle. They say you are uh, a Jesus freak <laughs> or whatever. And uh, the forces of evil will try to attack you and try to put you down and hurt you even. There are sufferings as a result of being faithful to God. That's a great thing when you read the scripture here. It says that those are the good things. It's a good thing. You know what is, what is fascinating here is that you don't find any bad things about this church of Smyrna. Isn't it interesting? 
Isn't it interesting? They are broke. They have problems. They don't have enough money. They are suffering from attacks from evil. But the Lord considered them rich. And zero bad things. However, there is an encouragement, of course. And the, the encouragement the Lord gives them, it says, don't be afraid of what will happen to you. The devil will put some in prison. You will suffer for 10 days, but be faithful. Even if you die, if you continue to be faithful, I will give you the reward of life. Church of Smyrna is exactly the kind of person that spiritually you want to be. I know you don't want to be broke and I don't want to, you don't want to be struggling, but honestly, receiving this praise from God himself. And he says, and still you will have troubles. You will suffer for 10 days, <laughs> which could be anything for some people. But uh, he says, you need to be faithful even if you die. Even if you die. If you continue to be faithful, says the Lord, I will give you the reward of life. How about that? Now, the third church is the church of Pergamum. You can find the reading in Revelation chapter 2, verses 13 through 16. And it's interesting, absolutely interesting to read the good things about this church. Because it says that although you live in a horrible place where Satan has his throne, you are true to me. You did not refuse to tell about your faith in me ever. Which means that those are the individuals that for whatever reason, the Lord allows them to be physically located in places where the forces of evil are horrendous. You understand that? I'm talking about the presence of demons and uh, pretty much the control under the control of Satan. You, you are talking about areas with extreme corruption, extreme poverty, high levels of criminality, no security at all, no safety at all, poor health system, poor school system or horrible. And um, well, that's the place where Satan has his throne. So, and it says here that you were true to me, that they will not refuse to tell about their faith in the Lord ever, ever. Isn't it something? People that are in places in this world that are horrendous, horrendous. And they see how the enemy just does whatever the enemy wants to do in those places. And still, they continue being faithful to the Lord. And they share their testimonies. So Pergamon actually is just a pretty, pretty good example too. However, there are some bad things. And we are going to talk a little bit about it because it's necessary. It says that one of the things that they were doing is eating food offered to idols and by committing sexual sins. Some of them followed the sieve teachings. 
What is the meaning of this? The meaning of this is that sadly some people, my friend, do not understand that hanging out with evildoers and participating in, honestly, the eating with all those evildoers, people that they actually have special celebrations to commemorate things that are evil. They, they are not holy. And they just actually can do any kind of festivity, not necessarily uh, a celebration particularly, just an excuse. The point is that many of these people, they, they have tons of food and they are inviting people. And, you know, with the food, quite often there is a lot of alcohol and drugs and a lot of promiscuity. And the thing is, there are a lot of sexual sins going on in those contexts that happened with them. And so they were, uh, th the Lord said to them, that is horrible of you. You are doing this. And some of you are following deceived teachings. So imagine that, knowing that is wrong and still, still following those teachings. So, what about you, my friend? Are you participating in those things? Oh, you know, we understand there are places where it actually is very demonic. But are you going to, to go along with them to that extent? You shouldn't. Actually, listen to the encouragement the Lord gives them. Change your hearts. If you don't change, my word will fight against Everyone doing wrong. How about that? The calling from God for this church or this type of person is to change their hearts. If that is your case and you need to change your heart, you're going to do it because you don't want to be confronted by the word of God. You know, the word of God, many things that can happen to, to people doing what is wrong. And let's face it, punishment happens when people are doing what is wrong. I don't think you want that. So it's true. Sometimes you are surrounded by horrible people and immersed in atmospheres that are terrible. But that doesn't mean that you have to be part of that or go along with them in what they do that you already know is not good. The fourth church is... Thyatira. Revelation chapter 2, verses 19 through 25, talks about this. And uh, it has good things, bad things, and there is an encouragement for the church. Which are those good things? Well, it's beautiful. The Lord says, I know about your love. I know about your faith and your service and your patience. I know that you are doing more now than you did at first. Some of you have not followed wrong teachings and refused to learn the deep secrets of Satan. So this is the person that is truly honest in, in his love for God. It's, it's always just so in love with the idea of worshiping the Lord and serving the Lord in so much faith. And it's always getting better and better and better. And actually it says that they are doing more now. <laughs> Although there were a lot of wrong teachings around, 
It says, you do not follow those teachings and you are not interested in learning anything about Satan, those secrets of Satan. You know, there are so many people that they, they like to dig into obscure things. Let me give you examples of that. There are many books that they say they are Gospels, the Gospel of such and such, the Gospel of such and such, and those books, they are not considered part of the canon, the biblical canon. There are only four Gospels that the church acknowledges as a such. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the four authorized books in the biblical canon. Now, there are many others out there, and some people love to dig into that. They research and research, and especially if they find that this thing has secrets. Oh, boy. <laughs> some people like to dig into that. That's a bad thing. Don't do that. Well, this church... This person is the person that hears about all those things and says, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. However, this church had bad things. And which are those? Well, compromise and sin due to the influence of evildoers in positions of authority. Becoming idolaters and eating food. It's a similar situation to the previous church that we discussed. It's a situation where there, there are leaders in the community, people that are, they use influence, and uh, whether it's because they have money or they is the boss, the supervisor, the owner, whatever, and, and they just bring people, they know they are Christians, and they bring those Christians and they start to to push and push until finally the Christian gives in. And it is bad because they start to become idolaters. Which, which is an idolater? Well, the Lord God wants you to worship the Lord alone. It is the first commandment. Worship the Lord, your God. There is only one God, and the name of his son is Jesus. The Holy Spirit of God moves on earth and uses his word to present to people the truth that he is God, creator of heaven and earth, and his son, the savior of humanity. That's the only one that we need to follow. But if you are in a context when there are leaders of the community for work reasons, family reasons, or business reasons, leaders in general that are people of influence and they have the means to bring you to participate in things, they can seduce you. And eventually you will end up doing what, what they want. And then rather than you worshiping God, you're worshiping people. That is what we are talking about here. And of course, that includes meals. It's always that trick, you know, a banquet, let's get together for a party, let's eat, and then with that, the rest. You know the story. What is the encouragement that we receive here for this church, for this kind of people? It says, I will repay to those who have done wrong, but I will not put in any burden, any other burden on you. Only hold on to the truth 
you have until I come. There is a consequence to everything. And the Lord is the one that is going to repay to people for, for what they are doing wrong. People don't like to hear about punishment from God. Well, it's okay if they don't want to hear it. That doesn't change anything. People don't like to hear about the weather, but that doesn't change the weather. The weather is going to be whatever the Lord already determined. And the punishment of God to those people that are doing wrong is going to happen whether they want to hear about it or not. But it's going to happen. The Lord promises to this church, if you are loving and you care, do not compromise with sin and people and influence. And he says, I will not put any other burden in you, but hold on unto the truth until you Oh, it says, hold on to the truth that you have until I come, because the Lord will come to rescue you, my friend. The fifth church is the church of Sardis. Revelation chapter 3, verses 1, section B through 4. What are the good things about this church? It says, you have a few people who have kept themselves clean. Clean. <laughs> You have kept a few people. Okay, so this church doesn't look like it's going to be a good one. <laughs> it is not. But let's talk about the good things before we go to the bad things. There are ones that they said, mm -mm, I'm not going to be part of all that. Because in every group, in every context, there are ones that they say, I will keep myself clean. I'm not going to get involved into all these things. I'm going to do it right. What is the bad thing that the Lord says about this church? It says, people say that you are alive, but really you are dead. What you do is not enough for God. It's a church that is dead. Maybe it's a person that practices the whole routine of the church. So people say, yeah, this person is a believer. But it says, but really you are dead. What you do is not enough for God. So you see, the Lord is smart. People cannot fool God. People can pretend things. People can even uh, make themselves look like they are fantastic believers and Christians and all that. But the Lord knows the truth. And, and the thing is, you have to be really honest with yourself and say, am I doing everything that I can do for God? Probably here's where, where the problem begins. It's a hard issue. It's an issue of uh, being just lazy, being just uh, so indifferent. You say, I'm coming to church anyways. You understand, my friend? That's the problem. You know what is the encouragement to this church? Wake up. Make yourselves stronger. Don't forget what you have received and heard. Obey it. Change your hearts and lives. You must wake up. Or I will come to you and surprise you like a thief. You will not know when I will come. It's so dangerous for people that 
know that they are not doing enough for God. They know they can pray, they don't pray. They know they can read the Bible, they don't read the Bible. They know they can go to the worship service in person, they don't go. They know they can give to the Lord, but they don't give to the Lord. They know many things, but they don't want to do it. They refuse to do it. They, they just do things, uh, the basic things, just a very little things, the very necessary things just to keep on rolling. And the Lord says, wake up, change your hearts. And here is the probably part that you might not like to hear, but I have to read it for you. The Lord says, if you don't change, I will come to you and surprise you like a thief. And you will not know when I will come. You know, it's so clear. This encouragement also is a warning. People that are like that, they know that they can do more for God. They, they know they can give more to the Lord, their hearts, their lives, everything. And they don't do it. They put other things prior to the Lord. They will be surprised with death. They say, what? Mm -hmm. You know, the day of the Lord. About the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The day of the Lord also is the day when he calls you to be present to him. And what if you are not ready, my friend? What if for that day of the Lord you are just doing not much? Don't take that chance. Change your heart and life. The church number six, which is Philadelphia, is also a church with a lot of praises and no bad things. I know you would like to hear about this. Revelation chapter 3, verses 8 through 12, tells us about the good things they do. And the Lord says, you are before a door that no one can close. In your weakness, you have followed my teaching. You were not afraid to speak my name. You are the people that I have loved. You followed my command to endure patiently. Well, the thing is, some people are so devoted to the Lord. The Lord says, I see what you want. I see what you can do. I see your heart. So, you know what I'm going to do with you? I'm going to open a door. I'm going to let you walk through that path. Listen carefully. I'm going to let you walk through that path. And in that path, I know you will do good. And you will continue walking in that path. And nobody's going to close that door because you are in that path. It's my will. Are you understanding? It's my will. You are going in my, on my will. And there... Although you can feel weak because sometimes temptations or you are not strong enough to this or you don't have enough money or your health or your situations, the Lord says, in your weaknesses, you have followed my teaching. Isn't it beautiful? The Lord has people like that. And he says, you were not afraid to speak my name. When people confronted those individuals, they say, I believe in God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
I believe in the Bible. Yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I believe in the rapture of the church. Yes, I believe on the second coming of the Lord Jesus. Yes, I believe that there is going to be a new life. Many things that we, we will talk in a few minutes about the future. That is the kind of people, Philadelphia type. <laughs> you are the people that I have loved. Of course, imagine the Lord is so happy with those individuals. He says, you follow my command to endure patiently. Patiently. You know, it's, there is no rush. I'm going to live one day at a time and the Lord will provide. You see? You are in the will of God. You just walk patiently. You are weak, but you trust in Him. Beautiful. You know what? The Lord says, bad things about you? None. <laughs> None. What a church. What a person. What a person. Isn't it beautiful? There is encouragement, though. The encouragement the Lord gives to the church of Philadelphia is this. He says, there is a group that belongs to Satan. They are liars. I will make them come before you and bow at your feet. Hold on to the faith you have so that no one can take away your crown. What an encouragement. That's a good one, right? And it's going to happen to those believers that are faithful like we heard here. You know, you are on God's will. You are walking in that path. No matter what, you keep faithful to the Lord. You keep praising His name, and you are patient in your walk with the Lord. You don't do anything wrong. So you will see one day people that belong to Satan, that are liars, they will surrender before you. They will say, I'm sorry. They will bow at your feet. But you need to hold on that faith. You need to hold on to that faith, my friend, that, that no one, no one can take away your crown. What an encouragement for this church. Church number seven, like Odyssea, not necessarily the favorite of anybody. <laughs> Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 to, through 20 tells us that actually there are no good things about this church. Did you hear that? <laughs> no good things. It's the Christian that you say, there is nothing good that I can talk about this brother or their sister. Yeah, you know, they say they are believers, but I cannot say one good thing about them. How about that? And what are the bad things? Well, listen to this. You are not hot or cold, but you are only warm. Not hot, not cold. So I am ready to spit you out of my mouth. You say you are rich. You think you have become wealthy and don't need anything, but you don't know what, that you really miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Oh my goodness. This is a slap in the face. Trust. After a slap in the face, pow, pow, pow. The Lord highly disappointed on these people. And uh, unfortunately, here is talking about the lack of passion for God. Totally. It's like in between two worlds. And what is the reason why they are in between two worlds? Money. 
money. Those are the people that, for some reason, they feel very, very safe with their income, with their money, and somehow they just don't, don't see that there is any, a reason for a change. They think, yeah, I am a believer, but my way. I am going to do church my way. Nobody's going to tell me anything because after all, I am wealthy. I don't need anything. And here's what the Lord says to those people. They say, you really are miserable, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Very, very clear. It's because money becomes an issue. So the Lord responds to them in this encouragement because if that was your case, my friend, I hope it's not, but if that was your case, you are trusting in money too much and you just, you don't have any more passion for God, you know, to hear his word, to participate in church activities, to worship God or anything. You know, if, you, if that's your case, and if you still say that you are a believer, I will tell you what's the encouragement the Lord gives us for you. I advise you, I advise, advise you to buy gold from me, says the Lord. Gold made pure in fire. Then you will be rich. I'll tell you this. Buy clothes that are white. Then you will be able to cover your shameful nakedness. I also tell you to buy medicine to put on your eyes. Then you will be able to see. I correct and punish the people I love. So show that nothing is more important to you than living right. Change your hearts and lives. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come and eat with you and you will eat with me. It's pretty clear the message from God here for those individuals. You know, money could be a real problem to go to heaven for many individuals, especially believers, believers that like the idea of having an eternal life in heaven, but they don't want to let go to their God, which is money. And the Lord says, you need to buy gold from me. How? How is it? It says that this gold is made pure, pure in fire. Imagine that. The Lord talks about uh, buy clothes that are white and medicine. Many things that all are, all these are symbolisms of a change, a change in your heart. When you stop putting your life devoted to make money. Because the end of that is not going to be good. The end of a path where you are just working and working and just trying to get more money and more money is going to kill you at the end. It's not going to be good for you. And the Lord says here, I correct and punish the people I love. So if you, my friend, are one of those, I want you to know that this might sound to you probably too strong. But actually, it's not. It's a warning 
It, it is a correction. It can be disciplined, but it's the result of the love of God for you. What he wants you is to change your heart and your life. But you have to show it. Show it that what, what really matters to you is, is, is a life devoted to God. And that is why he says, I am here. I'm here and I knock at the door of your heart, right? If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come and eat with you. And you will come and eat with me. Is the fellowship that the Lord wants to have with you. So I encourage you today, do not make the mistake of this church where money was everything. And as a result of that, they were not passionate about God. However, it will be a mistake if we don't talk about the promises that the Lord gives us here to the seven churches. In fact, for you, perhaps this message, this is an interesting illustration. It's an interesting lesson, Bible lesson. And you are thinking, praise God, that the Lord is moving me, changing me. And actually, I am right now going in the right direction. I remember my days when I was like that. And that is awesome. If you are not there yet, I want to encourage you with these promises that the Lord gives to the seven churches. Because these promises are beautiful to think about your future and your eternity with the Lord God. And I want to read them as we have them here on the screen. Revelation chapter 2, verse 7. Those who win the victory, I will give the right to eat the fruit from the tree of life, which is in God's paradise. Revelation 2.10. If you continue to be faithful, I will give you the reward of life. Revelation 2.11. Those who win the victory will not be hurt by the second death. Revelation 2.17, I will give the hidden manna to everyone who wins the victory. I will also give each one a white stone that has a new name written on it. Don't you love these promises? Let me read more for you. Revelation 2.26, I will give power over the nations to all those who win the victory and continue until the end to do what I want. They will rule the nations with an iron rod. They will break them to pieces like clay, pot, clay pots. They will have the same power I received from my father, and I will give them the morning star. Revelation 3, 4, beast 5. You will walk with me. You will wear white clothes because you are worthy. Everyone who wins the victory will be dressed in white clothes. I will not remove their names from the book of life. I will say that they belong to me before my father and before his angels. Beautiful promises. And here are three more. Revelation 3.10. I will keep you from the time of trouble that will come to the world. Revelation 3.12. Those who win the victory will be pillars in the temple of my God. I will make that happen for them. They will never again have to leave God's temple. I will write on them my, the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, 
that city is the new Jerusalem. It is coming down out of heaven from my God. I will also write my new name on them. Revelation 3, 21. I will let everyone who wins the victory sit with me on my throne. It was the same with me. I won the victory and sat down with my father on his throne. Beautiful promises that we have read that are just an invitation from the good Lord. An invitation that is coming directly from the Lord God to you today. The power of the Holy Spirit is precisely right now upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit that coming upon you with the purpose of changing you. Being part of the church, as you know, humanly speaking, it has a lot of interaction with good things and bad things that happen with individuals, but the church itself is, is the body of Christ, it's the spiritual, which means it's you. It's not the organization and it's not the building. It's not a membership membership card and it's not a name and a list or, or an a group on social media either. either. You know, the church basically is your heart and your life devoted to God. That is the meaning of the church. And as you see here in this uh, different passages of the seven churches, there are good things and bad things happening to the churches, like happens to us individuals. But what is the probably the, the number one thing that the Lord wants us to get rid of is evil in our lives. The Lord doesn't want us to have evil in our lives. Do you realize that, my friend? The Lord doesn't want you to participate in anything evil, whether it is with friends or family, or co-workers. No, no more evil in your life. And the other important thing is, do you pay attention to the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you? You know, the church, we, you, have that beautiful presence inside of you. Is the, the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you, Stop doing that. I don't want you to do this. Change this. And you know, it takes time, my friend. It takes time to change. But it all begins with a decision. So you need to make the right decision and say, well, I, I read, I heard about these seven churches. Two were really good. The other five are, mm -mm, and a couple there are really bad. <laughs> what about you again? You see, you, you analyze that compared with your own life and you say, I got to get it right. How can you remove evil from your life? How can you devote yourself to God? How can you stop the indifference that you had to the voice of the Holy Spirit inside of you? By surrendering yourself. Surrendering yourself. You know, when we sing to the Lord, we encourage people to lift up their hands. Because I my friend. Surrender. He has to be the king in your life. He must be your Lord. 
you know, right now probably you don't feel that excitement perhaps, or I don't know what, what are you even thinking? But let's suppose for a moment, I want you to imagine for a moment that wherever you are right now, suddenly you hear the trumpet and the, the announcement of the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then you go outside and then you see in the window, you see outside, you are outside of your home. And then you see the Lord Jesus coming. Will you surrender then? Of course you would. He is in the clouds. And then you see the church starting to go up. The other members of the church that were waiting for him. And why is it that some are going up and some are not? because some were determined to surrender to God. Some don't. Some were living devoted lives to God, but not everybody. What about you, my friend? What about you? That is the most important question that I have for you. Are you devoted to God? Are you the kind of person that wakes up thinking of the Lord, goes through the day thinking of the Lord, how the Lord can help you? You talk to Him, you hear Him, you feel His direction and His leadership in your life. How He says to you, don't, and you do not do that. How He says to you, do this, and you go in that direction. And then at the end of the day, you go to sleep and you are at peace with yourself, with God, with everybody. You say, I did what the Lord told me to do, because you surrendered. Surrendering to God is absolutely that. So it doesn't matter if you are an electrician or a musician. You could be a teacher or a pitcher. You could be anything, any kind, in any kind of profession. You, it doesn't matter where you are working or if you are a student or a housewife. It doesn't matter your age. What matters is that in, if in your heart, you are devoted to the Lord. And that is my invitation to you. Because the message for the churches basically is, is one. Let have the Lord Jesus as our King and Lord, the Master. So we will do His will. And that is what He wants in your life, my friend. The Lord wants you to devote your life to Him and He will do wonders in your life. He can heal you to begin with. And I encourage you to pray with me a prayer to receive more of God and receive a healing. Say with me, Dear Lord, I am here in your presence and I surrender to you. I lift up my hands to you. Lift up your hands. I lift up my hands to you, Lord. I surrender to you, Lord. I have failed. I have not done things the right way. And I am so sorry about that. I want to be part of the rapture of the church. I want to be ready if you have your second coming tonight. And I want to be ready if you call me today or tonight to go to heaven. I am so eager to see you, to be with you, I surrender today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, forgive me for my sins, please, Lord. 
and come and dwell in my heart in the presence of your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Heal me, Father. Say it. Heal me, Lord, please. In the name of Jesus. You know, my friend, healings, the renewal of your mind, changes, all that can happen just like this. But sometimes they, they happen slowly. So if that happens, either way, you could share a testimony with me. My email is on the screen, info at vchurch.us. I would love to hear from you. And remember the powerful scripture, John 3, 16. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not be lost, but have eternal life. This was the message, the seven churches from Odessa, Texas. I thank you for being here with us today. Share this message with somebody as the worship service. 300 of today, July 26, 2022, from Odessa, Texas. I invite you to join us in the following Sunday, July 31st, the worship service 301. The title is, How Can You Close One Chapter and Open a New One? I will share with you very interesting secrets that will help you to move on in your life. Thank you so much for being with us, and I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. See you next time. If you want to enjoy all the videos that Gian and his team broadcast every day in the comfort of your home on your TV, while using your Roku or Apple TV device, we invite you to search for the app, Gion TV. Install it on your TV and enjoy inspirational videos for free and without ads. By Giancarlo Vicitoro. I know you have suffered, but what if you would have never met your mom because she died giving birth to you? That's the beginning of Simon's story. Then Simon's father died when he was only 15 years old. He was sent to a foster home where he was bullied, humiliated, and there was no one to protect him. But Simon decided to find a way to get his revenge by studying and becoming good at sports. He won a scholarship, and soon he started his own business, Simon Yardwork. Mean people were envious of his success, but one day, Simon met and fell in love with Jackie. They were happy, until the FBI arrested Simon due to clues that incriminated him with several murdered people. Will Simon end up in prison? Don't miss the outcome of this story, The Best Revenge, the musical that will inspire everyone to pay good for evil. Go to mygiancarlo.com to purchase The Best Revenge on audio and video. So you took 
All of my tears You make me feel loved You make me feel good I love your words You changed my world You make me feel loved You make me feel good I love your words You changed my world You Your love coming, you're my spring 
The winter is over, no more snow My heart you filled with your love Now in my home I hear the birds I see the kids playing, boys and girls Like the ocean wants the moon, like the grass needs the rain, come and take my pain away. How can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart, if only there was somebody who sees that I'm not. Nobody, how can somebody fix my heart? My life is falling apart, if only there was somebody who sees that I'm not. Nobody, sing to me a love song again, fly me on your airplane. It is absolutely amazing what I am feeling. Never before I experienced what you have done to me. I know that in the past I didn't see things as I do now. But honestly, you have changed everything for me. And uh, I don't want to let it go. I don't want you to go anywhere. Stay here with me, by me, because you make me feel alive. And I know that you love me, and I love you. I love you with all of my heart. I belong to you. You brought me a new life, a life that is absolutely profound, real, and true. I feel alive. You make me fly. I'm in the clouds. You make me alive. This is my night. I'm gonna fight. Hey, 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 that's all, that's all, that's all, folks. <laughs> Time to go home. <laughs> Ciao.